What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George Bakai, Straight Talk Wrestling, back in the building. And man, I got somebody special. I got a Canadian living legend. Not scratch that, a wrestling living legend. Please help me welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling, the Canadian destroyer, Petey Williams. How are you, sir? How's she, how's she going, eh? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, eh? <laughs> it's good so, that we uh, can laugh. We can laugh at ourselves. That's the most. Yeah, important. man. You got to throw the, that's like my, that's like my catchphrase when I do my podcast. How's she going? Eh? So uh, I, I told you got to have one, right? Just like you did. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for taking the time out today to have a little chat with me. Um, just want to start off right off the bat and say, um, you know, welcome back. Uh, when you debuted again for the third time, returning to impact, you always, you circle back, you leave for a little bit, you come back. This is now your third time returning to impact. What is it about impact that keeps making you want to come back? Money. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. It's just, it's the vibe, man. Like I, I feel like I, I got my start with impact. Uh, they were always good to me, even in the bad times. Like, you know, even when they released me and stuff like that, they were still, still really good to me. Uh, I just really like the product, how they present the product, the freedom that you get. Uh, the style of matches is just maybe that's where since I made my start, that's kind of how I, I, I broke in and was able to just, you know, be me. Uh, and that's why I like coming back to like, it's just, and it might be like my fourth time. I remember I, I was like, Oh, four to 09. And then they brought me back in like 2013 for a summer when they were doing a bunch of ultimate X, like three-way matches and not ultimate X, X division three-way matches. Uh, and then, you know, and, then in 2017, I was back and then I took the COVID year off and now I'm back again. I don't know. I've been back and forth, man. It's like, I'm come and go. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like, it's, it's like, it's meant to be, you know? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't feel comfortable anywhere else uh, in the professional wrestling world. I've tried it and it's just, it's not the same, man. Absolutely could not agree more. Impact is one of my favorite promotions. I'm honored to be affiliated Ooh. with to be able to do these kinds of things. And um, definitely wanted to ask you right off the bat, you've got uh, a big match coming up. Literally, when this drops, this drops on Monday, July 12th. So when this drops, we'll be five days out from Slammiversary. And you got that big, big, big match coming up with you and a bunch of former uh, Impact uh impact exhibition champion so you're you're fighting against josh alexander trey miguel ace austin chris bay pd williams and rohit raju how does it feel going into a match where everybody in that match knows how to win the gold knows how to go for those big moments knows how to become a champion i mean the cards are stacked against all of you there's not really a, a favorite right now the only one that really has an edge would be actually josh doesn't even have a hedge man he doesn't even have to get pinned to lose the title so what is mm -hmm. it like how do you prepare for a match like this? Like what's in the mindset that you have going into this match? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot about mindset. I mean, you know, I think everybody in that match and correct me if I'm wrong is a former X division champion. So yeah, you're absolutely correct. We, they, everybody in the match knows how to win gold. Uh, though the one thing I feel like I have on my side is that I have the ultimate X match experience. This will be my fifth, I believe ultimate X match. I, I think I'm two and two. So I got a good pretty good record uh going into that i'm not a stranger of uh you know winning uh you know and climbing up there and grabbing the either the x or in this case it's going to be the ultimate or the the x division championship um i i think that uh they're i know how i felt the first time i was in an ultimate x match it was scary 
like you're like well, man what do i like you just look at this like monstrosity of like a structure and you're like oh my god like i it's it's crazy so I know the other, I think only one other person has been an Alta X match. So I, I feel like everybody else is going to have that same feeling as I did. And so that's why I'm going to have like the edge on my side. Um, you're right. Josh does not have like, if anything, he has a disadvantage because now he has to win the X division title, not defend it. He's got to win it just like everybody else. So I think everybody's on an even playing field. And I would say odds if, you know, if we were in Vegas and stuff like that, uh, I would say, you know, I got, I got the best shot of winning. I probably, I would say 141 and two thirds percent chance of winning. That's uh, pretty good odds. That's pretty good odds. That's D'Lo Brown laughing in the background, by the way. Ladies yeah, and D'Lo, I can hear you. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're right. Uh, the odds are, are definitely in your favor because you're one of the guys, you're the, I think if I'm not mistaken, one of the only guys that literally has the experience in this type of match. And like you said, Going into this structure, it's 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 something that is kind of still awe-inspiring. You've been in this match, like you said, going in your fifth time. And seeing that structure, when you walk out, it doesn't change. The reaction does not change, right? You just look at it and go, like, holy shit, did I, did I bite off a little bit more than I can chew here? Yeah, and, you know, the structure is always a little bit different. I don't think I've been in uh, – no, scratch that. The, I remember the first one I was in, it's a four-sided ring. Uh, you know, there was no trusts like the, the, the square truss where you could, I think they were like poles. Um, and then the, the last three, I believe I was in there, it was six sides. So it's not four sides. So it always changes and like just the structure itself. So it'll be interesting to see if there's like an actual change in the structure. I remember one time I, when I won it, I didn't even have to climb up. It actually literally fell in my hands. So, I mean, I got lucky on that one. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's man. Uh, so there's there's pros and cons to this. There's things I'm looking forward to in this match and things I'm definitely not looking forward to. Uh, like the the toll it has in your body and just the demanding effort that you got to put into this match. Like I'm not looking forward to it. But, you know, I mean, if you want to win, you got you to put it on the line, right? Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm like, you know, the, the shot at after 13 years of not having the extra title to finally win it again um and do it and go like toe to toe with these guys that are like you know they used to watch me uh, as kids on tv you know what i mean and now they're they're they're, they're fighting me for the exhibition championship so um you know I, i'm looking forward to it but at the same time i am not man you know i'll be honest with you i am not it's it's gonna be a rough one absolutely and for me i'm conflicted right because there's you and there's josh and there's ace and there's chris and there's trey and there's rohit I, I, all of you guys, I have so much respect for in the careers that you've had, the careers that you've built and the accolades that have followed each of you. And like I said, everyone in this match is a champion at one point or another. So they've all held this title and they know what it means to go for. But the cool thing about a match like this is like you said, when you lay it all on the line, you really have nothing to lose. Yes, you do have the title to lose if you don't win. But if you lay it all out there, then no matter what, if you put your best performance in, that counts that raises stock that gets eyes on you for possible other titles speaking of possible other titles i mean we know that you know the impact world championship is going to be defended we know that sammy callahan is going to take is going to go at kenny omega for it what are your thoughts on that do you think that sammy callahan can take it away from the belt collector and bring the impact title back to a member of the impact roster see initially when i looked at this match on paper right just knowing that 
you know, uh, how great Kenny Omega is, you know, I've been in the ring with him several times and just knowing his caliber, I I look at it on paper and I'm like, no, Sammy's not going to win. But then I really analyze it and I'm thinking like, there's a lot of matches I saw Sammy go into thinking that he didn't stand a chance. And so many of those matches he's came out of, like you look at when he won his first championship against Brian Cage, you know, I'm like, I, I thought he didn't stand a chance. I think this is one of those same examples where people are betting against Sammy Callahan. And I think they're, they're going to be, if they bet money, they're going to be big losers because I think Sammy, if he is, he's not going to play fair. Okay. Like a lot of, a lot of guys, when they go in the ring with Kenny Omega, they want to prove that they can go like toe to toe with him, hold for hold wrestling move for wrestling move and, and beat him clean up. Sammy, with anybody, he doesn't play that way. If he feels like he's at the slightest, like, you know, if he's down here and he's not winning the match, he's going to do something dirty. And that's just the way Sammy is. And I got to respect him for that because he knows his strengths and weaknesses. And that's what's going to make him come out on top, I believe, anyways, as uh, the Impact World Champion uh, on that Slamversary. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of Slamversary, it's a pay-per-view that is one of my favorite Impact pay-per-views of the year, and it's always filled with surprises. And we also know there's a particular 90-day clause that conveniently expires right around the time of Slamversary. If there was mm-hmm. any surprise visits or surprise comebacks or surprise, you know, new faces, is there anyone you might, I'm not asking you to, you know, if you've heard anything in the mm-hmm. back, I'm not asking for that, but just your thoughts and opinions. Anybody you'd like to see join the Impact Wrestling family? All of them, man. I mean, a lot of those, those uh, you know, wrestlers that were released uh, just recently and, you know, uh, that I think all the, a lot of their no-compete clubs are like two days before Slammiversary. Um, I'd like to see all of them in there, whether they're they're writers or, or, or wrestlers, producers, whatever, you name it, because if anything, they could potentially make the impact wrestling product like better you know i mean you know fresh faces fresh minds in the back everything um you know but i mean if they can't if they can't hang an impact though like then they gotta go right i mean you know i feel like impact will give anybody a shot to prove themselves they're not one of the ones that like kind of make the prejudgment it's like no you're not tall enough or you're not like you know big enough or you don't have the mind or whatever in the like no no impact don't care about that i'm like if, if you prove yourself and you're good and you're talented, whether you're in the ring, you know, right in the show, whatever it is, uh, they'll give you a shot and they'll, they'll, they'll let you take the ball and run with it. But if you don't, then, okay, you're not going to be around. So yeah, I'd like to see any or all of them, if they can bring, uh, you know, if they could bring something to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what's key. As long as you can put, put out what you put in, then, you know, the sky's the limit and you're always welcomed wherever you're welcome. Um, going forward into your mindset, um, not so much looking past this match, but looking at what the future holds for you. If the X division championship does not come to your grasp on, you know, anniversary, is there anything else you have your goals in mind? Anything else that you have your star set? I mean, obviously the impact world championship is there, but have you also thought about going after the tag team titles? I mean, you and Josh Alexander, when you redebuted this time, you team with Josh and you guys had one hell of a match. That was one of my favorite matches when you came back. I geeked out a little bit when I saw you, when I saw you walk through the curtains, I'm like, Oh man, you brought back Petey Williams. That's amazing. So if the X division championship does not work out for you, do you have your sights set on all the other gold that's available to you at impact? 
Well, uh, the X Division title is going to work out for me at Slamiversary, but hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. if it doesn't, um, you know, yeah, uh, te- like I, I, I feel like I have good chemistry with uh, two individuals on the roster, Josh Alexander being one. Uh, another one that I've been teaming up with lately is Trey Miguel. I didn't think we'd be a good team, but, you know, I'm like, okay, we got some chemistry. I like this guy. So, uh, yeah, the, the tag team titles would be uh, good. I, I, my, my main goal, you know, in, in the professional wrestling world would be, uh, you know, I'm going to run Impact Wrestling one day. That's, that's what I believe. You know, I look at Scott Demore and his, his history. Like, he started as an agent uh, back in, like, 2003, 2004 underneath Uncle Jeff there. And, you know, now you look at him, you know, he's running the company. And I'm like, hey, with the proper mentorship, I could be that guy. So I know a lot of people you hear is like, I want to be exhibition champion. I want to be world champion tag or do this. We'll do that. You know, I'd like to run the company one day. Uh, another other things I'd like to do is like to be able to get in the ring with some people that I feel like are going to be new and upcoming stars. You know, a lot of these guys like Chris Bay, I just had my, you know, last Thursday, um, I just had, you know, the my first singles match with him. I think I was actually the first time. No, it wasn't the first time we ever wrestled, but it was first singles match. And I, I loved it. You know, I look at other uh, new guys coming in the roster, like guys like, uh, you know, like, like Steve Macklin and stuff. I'm like, I'd like to get in the ring with him and, and see what he's all about. Like, there's a lot of hype behind him. So there is a lot of guys and a lot of things I want to do. Um, and I just haven't been able to do it yet, but you know, I'm glad I'm back. And I, I now have the opportunity to do something like that. Absolutely. And it's great to see you back home again for this, you know, third or fourth turnaround, because it's, it's where I think your star shines the brightest, but another spot in your career where I thought you really had, you really grew as a performer. And I thought you had some killer matches was your time at all Japan. I thought you really, really had a great run. I always interested to talk to somebody who's gone over to Japan because the wrestling culture there to here is so different over there. You're, you're treated like gods, you know, like literally Mount Olympus. They treat every, everybody I've talked to about Japan says their fans are just incredible. What is it going to be like, uh, again, performing in front of a crowd? Because now crowds are coming back. So what's it like performing in front of a crowd again at Slammiversary? But also, how much different is it really from the Japan crowds to the North American crowds? Because now wrestling is pop culture again. It's very popular. And it's it, rightfully so. It should have never dipped in any popularity because I've been a fan my whole life and I've loved it. But a lot of people, their eyes are turning on the product for the first time or they're coming back. So what's what's going in two part question? What's it going to be like performing in front of a crowd again for the first time pre or post pandemic as we're getting into the post stages of it? And what was one of your fondest things about performing in Japan with the crowds uh, in Japan? It's it's really weird. Things you wouldn't think would get over like that, like that fans don't react to in uh, the United States or North America, I should say they react for over there. And you're like, Oh, so it's almost like a learning, like a learning curve. When you go over there, like they don't uh, at the time when I went there, it's like, why are you cheating? Like, maybe you should find it. Like their mentality is like, if you get a cheat to win a match, maybe you should find a different profession because professional wrestling is not for you. And it's like, what, what? Like that's, that's, not how you grow up in North America. Like the bad guys cheat. Like that's, that's how it's always been. Um, and it, it was really weird. I remember like when I structure certain matches in North America, you know, I, I have a certain way, like a lot of the times people can't even name another move that I do just the Canadian destroyer. And it's like, usually I'll hit that out of nowhere or, or I reverse out of something and hit it in Japan. They're like, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, what do you mean? It doesn't make sense. It's an awesome move. And I hit you with my finishing move. And they're like, yeah, you got to soften me up first before, you know, you hit me with a finishing move. And it's like, 
So that was a learning curve. I almost had to like restructure stuff when I went over there. I wish I had a couple more tours because I feel like the first one I'm kind of trying to learn. I think I did like a tag tournament, a junior tag tournament. And then the next tour I did uh, like a, a singles junior, junior tournament. I feel like I was finally starting to grasp it that then, you know, my time with all Japan was done uh, being at wrestle kingdom part two at the Tokyo dome. Uh, that, that was pretty exciting as well. That's, I feel like uh, new Japan is more American styled. Um, you know, in a couple of the other companies I would say is uh, maybe they are now, but when I went over there, it was, it was a, little bit different uh, but for wrestling in front of people again i mean it's been since february of 2020 for me that i've wrestled in front of a crowd uh and i've i've already had like a numerous amounts of matches uh post pandemic but i haven't wrestled it in front of people yet um and i i mean it's it's gonna be I don't want to say it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird now going into like our, our soundstage studio where we're filming without fans and then actually seeing people in the crowd. It's going to be exciting. I, I don't even know how to describe it because I'm, I'm so excited. I know the entire roster. So excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, but, it, and not only that, like it, it's sold out now, so you can't even go to slam anniversary. Uh, but you know, people want to be part of this and the excitement that everybody's going to experience an impact. Um, you know, we still have tickets available. I believe a, a few uh, on the Sunday and Monday post slammiversary, uh, you know, we're there and it's limited seating. And then hopefully, you know, we go back on the road and stuff like that. So this is just, you know, we're just starting to get back into it. Everybody's taking their masks off now, you know, COVID's finally starting to be over. Everybody's getting vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I know everybody is, and I'm not the only one that I'm looking forward to getting back to like how professional wrestling used to be, how I remember it and how I loved it. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's funny um, that you mentioned that because for the last, you know, since February, 2020, everyone in wrestling has had to adjust. It has to, has had to really change how they, they go out and they perform. And a lot of times when you need that crowd boost, when you need that adrenaline shot from a crowd, you're not getting that. So how do you elevate in the ring when you're performing on a soundstage with no crowd? How do you kick up to that extra gear when the crowd is supposed to be there to cheer you on or to boo you and give you that whatever reaction that they're giving you? Because any reaction in wrestling is a good reaction, whether it's good or bad. It's still a reaction. And if you're getting a reaction, then you're getting over. But what do you do yeah. when you don't have that reaction? How do you how do you how do you get that in your head and retrain yourself that, OK, this is where I've got to kick it up even though I don't have my tag team partner in the crowd behind me. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough, but one thing that, you know, was kind of ingrained in my head uh, very early in my career, uh, television career. And I, I know it's the same way any, for any TV company is that, uh, you know, you, you're playing to the cameras. You're not playing to the fans. The fans are there, but you know, we learned very early, like I'll see, and I, I still see it in certain companies where people do their beauty shots like this. And it's like, where, where are you looking? Oh yeah. There's fans behind here, but you know, the cameras are right here. This is, this is, this is our audience. Right. And you know, and I learned like very early from like Terry Taylor, like chairs are props, the ring, the ropes, everything It's a prop. They, the fans are props. They're, they're part of the show that, you know, we need for the show. Um, so we took away a prop pretty much not that I'm calling fans props, but you know, that's how they ingrained it in our head. It's like, listen, there's thousands of people here, but there's millions of people right here. And that's what you have to remember. So 
it's a lot more playing to the camera now. Uh, and, and it kind of sucks because, you know, it's hard to call an audible in the ring and it's hard to like, you know, you don't want to go too fast, too slow. You don't know how people are reacting. It is very tough. It's, it's, it's almost like you're going off a of muscle memory. It's like, Hey, normally I would wait this long. You know, you, you like trying to do some weird math in your head or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it, good thing. I'm not going to have to worry about it anymore. We got the fans back. So that's going to be a plus. Uh, it's not like I haven't wrestled on purpose in front of no fans before. So <laughs> <laughs> 150%. A um, couple more questions and I'll let you go enjoy your evening. But um, what other matches on the Slammiversary card that have been announced so far are you looking forward to? Like one thing I'm intrigued by is Deanna Parazzo is going to be defending her women's division title, her knockouts division title. But we have no idea who the opponent is yet. And that's exciting. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for that because I want to, A, I want to see the opponent and, and what happens with that. Uh, obviously, Sammy Callahan and Ken, Kenny Omega. Like I, I definitely want to see that. Um, and the one that uh, I, I really want to see is uh, the the Chris Saban and Moose match. I mean that that one. I, I don't know if they've ever wrestled in a singles match before. Not that I remember, anyways. And I just know Chris Saban's ability. Moose, man, Moose has come a long way uh, in, in the past little bit, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to their match as well. So um, yeah, there, there's matches that I'm gonna you know take a step back from, depending on where I have to wrestle on the card, and I'm gonna be like, hold on. I got to watch this match. And those, those are probably like at least the top three right there. Awesome. Awesome. And my final question, the forbidden door, it's open, it's working. Companies are working together. It's kind of collaboration over competition at this point, which is a hashtag I use in my own because I'm affiliated with a lot of great podcasters in this world. And it's not just one of us. It's all of us. When we all grow, one of us grows. It's all, it's all love at the end of the day. What are your thoughts on the working relationships with new Japan with AEW? And all these companies kind of coming together to just promote the sport of wrestling that we all love and appreciate. Yeah, I think it's, I think personally, it's great. Uh, I think, you know, when we hit the pandemic, we're like, oh, there's no fans. And, you know, let's, let's be honest, watching wrestling with no fans. A lot of people watch it like for the reactions, for how the crowd reacts who who who's other people's favorites almost like it's almost like the stamp of approval like i'm sitting here at home and i'm cheering wrestler a uh, or i want to but then i see thousands of other people cheering wrestler a as well you're like oh, that's a stamp of approval right there i'm like okay they like the same wrestler as i do so it's almost like you know as a fan you're like oh th this is this is great we have the same you know commonalities and all that kind of stuff so um, the Forbidden Door, I think, was a blessing uh, during the COVID era because it's like, how do, how do we keep fans excited during this? You know, we're taking a huge aspect out of wrestling, the fans, you know, live audiences and stuff. Uh, what do we do? And I don't know if that was their goal or anything. It just that's how I look at it. And I'm like, wow, this really, if anything, it made wrestling more exciting with no fans. Can you imagine carrying this like Forbidden Door over with fans and stuff? And people from AEW showing to impact and impact showing up to AEW and to new Japan and all that kind of stuff or new Japan strong and all that. Like just imagine the reactions and stuff like that and the matches you can have. So yeah, I'm totally down with it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, 
Petey, this was incredible. And to all my Straight Talk faithful, my fan base, thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to hit that like button. And please check out all the previous content and our future content. Petey, before I let you go, enjoy your evening. Please, if anybody out there is stupid enough to not be following you, where can mm -hmm. they find you on the wonderful world of social media? That Twitter, uh, mostly uh, at IPDWilliams. You can also find me every uh, Thursday night, 8 p.m. on Access TV, on Impact, or on Twitch. Uh, and also subscribe to my podcast, The Wrestling Perspective, with Lars Fredrickson, Dimitri Young, Dennis Farrell, and uh, Darren McCarty. Um, you can catch that anywhere uh, that you watch podcasts and on Fight TV. Fantastic. Absolutely. And I follow you across all platforms, but if anybody, if you want to, you know, follow a fellow Canadian who appreciates you uh, and puts you on his Mount Rushmore, I would dig that at, at, on Twitter at underscore straight talk, Instagram, straight talk wrestling, Facebook, straight talk wrestling, and the YouTube page, straight talk wrestling. As always, guys, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Thanks so much to my special guest, the Canadian destroyer, Petey Williams, peace, love and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace None in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going state to state